0: So if you would, folks, everyone just point your heads towards Pastor Tim and Miss Becky. Come on. Father, we give you the glory once again because you're wonderful. We now speak into his life and her life, power, strength, oh God, everything that the enemy thought he might have stolen, we declare it restoration right now in the name of Jesus. His health, oh God, spiritually, emotionally, financially, every aspect, Father God, we declare it. Blessed over his life now, God. Restore his strength. Give him strength, O oh God. We give you the praise and thanks, God. We remember now the family as they're dealing, oh God, with all of this, God, and reminding them that in all of this, they're still blessed. We give you the glory, the honor, the praise, and thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank God for all of you here. You know, I always have to give thanks and pray especially for my darling mom. I just love her so. And uh, every time I stand, I I must be reminded that a good bit of who I am today is because of her and dad's input in my life. So I'm forever grateful, forever grateful. As I was uh, uh, trusting God and what to speak on, I came in here this morning, and you would not believe it. Just about every single song that was sung for praise and worship. (laughs) Where's Wes? Hallelujah. Way to let God use you, brother. Uh, Just reiterate it. And if that wasn't enough, during the offering, Pastor Tim came and used one of the scriptures I'm going to be talking about this morning, (laughs) which was further confirmation. I got a chance to speak on this uh, last Sunday. I I had to speak at, at this church and Uh, Someone posted some of it on Facebook, and I reposted so some folks might have looked. Uh, But I started off telling the folks there, I'm thoroughly convinced, uh, without a shadow of a, a doubt, that there's two things that the body of Christ must understand in order to be all that God has called us to be. And that is, one, the love of God. It is virtually impossible to know God without knowing his love. Amen? And two, understanding faith. And I trust that after we leave here this morning that everything inside of you uh, just grab hold to this. I, I, I've told the folks, it has become a passion of mine to really equip God's people. Amen? Listen, I, 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 it's wonderful to come together. Amen? The Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of ourselves. Amen? It is very powerful that we come together, that we sing, that we worship. Uh, all of this is very important to the body of Christ. But... Above all of that, you need the Word of God. Yes. Amen? Yes. Paul said, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen? Yes. This morning, in case you're wondering what I'm going to talk about, the title I gave it is Faith, the Access Key to God's Unlimitedness. I thought about saying God's unlimited power, and I've preached different times, is is unlimited, different things. But the Spirit of God, as I was preparing, he said, just make it my unlimitedness. You could fill in the blank. Whatever you need, God is unlimited. Uh, He has it unlimitedly. Amen? But I want to look at faith because it is so powerful. And I want to uh, show you why I, I know without a shadow of a doubt that unless, as a Christian, you understand those two things, you will never... And I want to reiterate that. Never understand or live your fullest potential as a Christian. Thank Amen? Thank so let's jump right in. I've got a few scriptures I'm going to pass out because uh, you guys know I love the Word of God. It is very important. You know, I, 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 I'm humbled. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed when you could tell me, well, Brother Dexter, I heard what you said and such. I'm, I'm thrilled. But I want to let you know when the enemy comes against you, saying that, Brother Dexter says, not really, uh, it's going to do you a whole lot of good. Amen? Uh, well, this past couple of weeks, uh, we've heard about the, the great Billy Graham going over, uh, crossing over to receive his eternal award. I want to let you know when the enemy comes, as great as Billy Graham was, saying, In the name of Billy Graham, still not going to cut it, folks. Amen? But I want to let you know, just like Paul says, faith. when you quote the word of God, I heard someone said this years ago. The Bible is is not a religious document. The Bible is a legal document. Amen? It defines uh, what is legal both in the seen and unseen. Amen? I find oftentimes as Christians, we understand the natural. In fact, too oftentimes, we live in the natural and we don't understand the spiritual. But I want to let you know that battles are fought and lost in the supernatural. And unfortunately, many times we come to church and we leave out the same way. We come to church uh, not knowing who we are and leave out not knowing. We come to church, the enemy is destroying us, beating us down all week long. We come, we get hyped, we get excited. We walk back out there and he's still beating us. Why? Because we just don't know. Amen? I told you several Sundays ago about that scripture that the Holy Spirit just impressed on my heart about uh, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. This was God talking. Amen? Something that we should all want to know about God. Why are we being destroyed? What don't we know that is causing our destruction? So I want to look at the excess, faith, the access to God's unlimitedness. Let us start with Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. A verse that every single Christian needs to know. You need to write this down. You need to memorize this. But without faith, it is what? I know we quoted it before. Not hard, not difficult. It is what? One more time. It is what? To please God. So now, you've now got to ask yourself, sitting right here this morning. If as a believer, you have not sought to understand what faith is and how it works, then somewhere in your life, you have not been pleasing God fully. I want to say that again. If you've been saved, now, this message, believe it or not, is for Christians. Those who don't know Christ, we're going to give an altar call afterwards because, I'm sorry folks, this is for the believers. This is why Christ died and those who have accepted him. Amen. So I'm going to say this again. If you are a believer and you don't understand what faith is or have never sought to understand what is this faith that the word of God is talking about, some way you have not pleased God fully. Why? Why? Because not what I said. Not what Pastor Stim said, not what Billy Graham said, the word of God says it. He says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Why? For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen? Amen. Now, let us jump to uh, 1 John. I think the next scripture I gave was 1 John chapter 4, verse 5. And we're going to go back to the scripture that Pastor uh, quoted this morning. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. Now there's a colon in there. What is overcoming the world? Is this scripture talking about going out there with swords and spears and just beating up on the world? We've got to understand the world has a way of thinking and doing things that God says is not who we are. What is difficult is that prior to accepting Christ, we lived in this world. We live in the natural world. Amen? He says, whosoever is born of God overcometh this world, the way the world operates. And I'm going to show you this morning that what God has for you and I, oh, it is such a marvelous thing. I told the folks uh, last Sunday, there's seven things I realized in my life, and I realized this as a little boy. Two things I know I was created to do many things in this world, but two things I know for sure. Are. One is to create music, and two, to preach and to teach God's word. In the last year or so, I've just been uh, just digging into God's word, and it is amazing. I told the folks, uh, my dad and so many I've heard over years in your speech from the word of God. And dad used to always say something. He said, the word of God is inexhaustible. And I'm finding out this more and more, it's like every time I open the Word of God, it's like things jump out at me because I practice what I preach. I told you God's Word is not to be read, it is to be studied. So just as an inside tip to what I do, when I open the Word of God, I have my concordance and I begin to pray. I say, God, every scripture I read, what you want me to teach on, I want you to show me stuff that the ordinary folks don't see. I want you, because the Word of God says the mysteries of that Word is reserved for you and I. Amen? Amen. And I'm telling you something, God has done, He, I get absolutely amazed. And with that amazement, I get absolutely excited. Because I know it's for you and for us. And my job, I was placed here to, one of these things to let God's people know who we are. Amen. Why? The destruction has got to stop. Yeah. Come on, say it with me. The destruction of God's people has got to stop. Amen. You've got to say this over your life. Every single thing that the enemy is destroying, Whether it's my health, my finances, my marriage, my job, it has got to stop. Why? Because God's word says so. Amen? Amen. He says, and this is... Now, he says, whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world system, how the world thinks, how the world operates. What is that? Even our what? So you need faith... To rise above what the world does and how the world thinks. And I don't need to tell you how the world operates. You know it, right? I said it several Sundays ago. You know, here's how the world operates. You're walking around. You feel a pain in your side. You know, you remember, my grandma died with cancer in her side. You know, her father. Oh, man, I think I'm coming down with this cancer thing. That is how the world operates. Amen? You feel a pain in your stomach. Well. My daddy died from colon cancer, his daddy, and cancer just runs in my family. Praise God, I think. Let me go see the doctor. That is how the world operates. As a child of God, God says, we've got to have faith that overcomes that. Amen? Amen? Amen. We've got to have faith that overcomes that, folks. I am absolutely tired of us as Christians living on the privileged And here's the bad thing. The world knows we are Christians. Why is it we're not seeing an influx of so many? We live in an age where our young people are running the opposite way. Why? Because here, I'm going to break the news to you. They just don't want to come to church and sing a couple of songs. Amen? They just don't want to come and wear a suit and tie But what they want to see is the demonstration, like Paul says, of the power of God. Amen. That is what the world is missing from our churches. We have just as much sick folk in church as out the church. That should not be so, folks. If if anything, this morning, I want you to leave here absolutely angry at the devil. Why? Because this is who you are. Now, I'm going to make a statement. Years and years ago, a preacher, I forgot his name. He said something that was very profound. We are not Christians in the being. No, we're not Christians in the doing, but in the being. What does that mean? Many of us think we are Christians because we come to church. Because we sing, because we dress nice, because we are faithful tithe. No, that doesn't make you a Christian. My daughters, where are they? Could y'all help me with this for a second? They're going to set up a prop. Hallelujah. I told him I'd put them to work this morning. Can everyone see this? Now, my daughters are not my daughters because of what they do. I need you all to get that. Amen? The same way as doing stuff don't make you a child of God. They're my daughters in their being because they're my seed. God says when Christ came and died and you've accepted him, you are now children of God in just who you are. Amen. It's not based on what you do. You are because you are. Hallelujah. Too often times, we're busy trying. The devil has convinced us that we have got to prove that we are children of God. Amen. He brings us all kinds of lies. Look, unless you're able to pray for 10 hours, you're a child of God. Unless you could quote 50 scriptures, you're a child of God. No, you're a child of God simply because Christ died. And he said, my blood has now covered you. Once you've accepted that blood, you're now a son and daughter of God. Here's the big thing. As a son and daughter of God, you are now have entitlement to every single right that God says you have. Yo, yeah. see, when you under, you set it up for me. Thank you very much. Give him a hand, my. Yes. So now we are children of God, right? Yes. Simply because he says you are now mine, just like my seed. The Bible says we are joint ears with Christ. Amen. What does that mean? Every single thing Christ has access to, we now have access. Hallelujah. You see, when you get this, it's going to change who you are. Because now he says, come what? To the throne of grace? Boldly. My children, like any other kids in the neighborhood, they don't have to come and knock on the door. Like, let's see how how we can ask Mr. Ross for something. Let me see. Maybe if I write a letter explaining how I need. No, they're my daughters, Daddy. Here's what I need. Daddy, I need this for track practice. I need some shoes. And why? Because they're my children in the being. It is the same way as Christians. God has made all this stuff available to us, and we're too scared to receive it, to enjoy it. Why? Because we hadn't understand we're his children yet. And what does that mean? Amen. Amen. Now, let's jump in the word of God. I gotta move quickly. Amen. Matthew, chapter 13, verse 58. We read that without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? We just read it. Without faith, it is impossible. Do you know there's one thing in the Bible? I know we know about Christ, right? There's one thing the Bible mentions that stopped Jesus its tracks. Do you know that? It's kryptonite. I was reading, I was like, because remember, we looked at what is stopping us dead in our tracks, knowledge. I know the world would try to tell us all this kind of stuff is the system and and social problems and racism and and all this kind. Listen, as a Christian, I've already determined not a single thing could stop God's work in my life with me. Nothing. And that is the way I live. I don't just preach about this. I told God years and years ago, God, I will not stand and preach a single word unless I've lived it first. I don't want to talk about miracles until I've experienced miracles in my life. I don't want to talk about your power until I've experienced your power. And believers, God is just blowing my mind in a good way. Changing who I am. Amen. Now, watch this. Matthew thirteen fifty-eight. And he did not many mighty works there because of what? Their unbelief. This is his hometown. If you don't believe this, it doesn't work. Another word for unbelief is faith, right? Faith. Is that uh, Mark eleven twenty three, 23, where uh, it starts off, it says, have faith in God. When you look at the Greek translation of that, it actually speaks of have faith of God. And you're wondering, God has faith? Now, watch this. Let's go back now to Hebrews chapter 11. Look at verse 1 and 2. Amen? Now, faith is the substance, Pastor quoted this morning. Amen? We didn't talk. I didn't tell him my scriptures. Just the Spirit of God moved. He came up there and spoke the same words. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, let's pause for a second. Now, I've read that verse, Pastor started talking about it this morning, all my life. I grew up hearing that verse. But I wanted to understand, because the word of God says, we read earlier, without faith it's impossible to please God. I said, God, if I can't please you unless I have faith and understand faith, then I need to understand what faith is. And the Spirit of God began to teach me. He says, my body, that is the greatest focus area between the love of God, because I said it earlier, we're churches, churches that are packed out Sunday after Sunday and don't really understand the love of God. Amen. We don't. Amen. We don't. We know how to love people we know. We may have grew up with in our neighborhood and, and so many different stuff folks are doing. We, we, we love folks of our same race, same color, neighborhood, financial status, all the different things. But we don't really understand the true agape love of God. Amen. Amen. And then the faith aspect. He says, we don't understand faith. And therefore, stuff we don't understand, what we've done as a church is shy away from it. So we hear folks say stuff like, well, if it's God's will, I'll be healed. What? I am being ran through the dirt. Some of you on your jobs. Well, maybe if it's God's will. Let me tell you something. Sister Miriam was talking about this morning about seasons in your life. Here's what the Holy Spirit taught me. I was actually preaching last Sunday and he said, you know what? As a Christian, there is no season in your life for defeat. I need you to understand, because these are the lives that the enemy has brought into the church. When things are going through, you're just getting beat down. Can't get nothing right. The enemy tells you, well, it's your season for getting beat up. No. There's nowhere in the word of God that says, as a child of God, there's a season where I don't have victory. Not a single scripture. Amen. So. Get that out of your mind altogether that in every season of your life, God has called us to triumph. Yes. Amen? Now, watch this. Faith is the substance of things so far. So, last week I was praying, Pastor. I began to ask God, God, tell, I, I want you to tell me about this faith. If you want me to teach your people, if, if we need to understand this, I need to understand what this is about. And the word came in my mind which I gave them the definition. Could you put that definition up there for me? Now, faith is the substance. Comes from that word, or or this word originated from substance. Substantiated. Here's what it means. It means provide evidence to support or prove the truth of. Now, why is that so important, right? We're talking about truth. Here's this. St. Kenneth Hagin put this beautifully. He talks about facts versus truth. Fact. Amen. You may go to the doctor and he tells you, here's what's going on with me. I am sick. That's a fact, right? What is the truth of the matter? God says, Jesus says, by my stripes, I bore all this. And because of what I bore, you are here." That is truth. <laughs> now, in a court of law, if you go to court, amen. They're just not interested in you talking and making statements. Amen? I heard someone says, God's word is not to be dictated. Too oftentimes we're good at dictating God's word. We can talk, to, we can talk about God. He says, Paul says, I come to you with the demonstration of power. The world is sick and tired of Christians that know how to dictate God's word. We get enough of that. You could turn on CBN, Fox News, ABC, all of it, and see folk talking all day long. It is time for us to stand up and begin to demonstrate the power of God. Amen. So now, it provides evidence to support or prove the truth of the matter. Here's how faith works. Hallelujah. You notice I get excited, right? I got to calm myself down because I get real excited. In Daniel 11, which is not a verse I gave her, it says, they that know their gods, they that know their God shall do exploits. Not those that know of him. Not those that come to church faithfully every Sunday and know all the songs. They that know their God shall do exploits. Now, so now, how faith works. Amen. In Romans 1.17 and Habakkuk, or like we say in Guyana, Habakkuk, 2.4, two scriptures up there. It talks about the just. One says, the just shall live by faith. The other one says, the just, this one up here, Habakkuk, for there is, let's go back to the other one. Behold, is so. for there is the righteousness of God revealed from what? From faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, he didn't say the just shall come to church by faith. The just shall sing songs by faith. The just shall look pretty on Sunday by faith. He says, live. What does live mean? It means when you wake up in the morning, when you're going to work and you're coming back home, when you stop off at the grocery store, amen, when you go to work and your boss is acting up, when things not seem to come together, that is when your faith needs to be kicking in, You've got to begin to speak to situations. As a child of God, I spoke about that several Sundays ago about your power. Faith is released by your mouth. Amen. The access that releases faith is your language. Clearly throughout the Bible, the lady with the issue of blood, if you read it, it says, she said in her heart. Amen. If you look, often and oftentimes you would see people saying, David and Goliath. Goliath came and David, David began to what? Speak. He says, you covered me such and such a way, but I come to you in the name of the God, the one true God. And not only that, he went on to tell him exactly what was going to happen. Amen. I'm going to take your head off. I'm going to kill you. Step to the side. All them dudes back there, I'm going to kill them too. Amen? Amen. Exactly what he said happened. As Christians, we're too afraid to speak it. Why? Because we don't believe it. That is why it's impossible to please God. You cannot speak about something with power and might unless you believe it. Amen. Amen. A couple of Wednesday nights ago in our Bible study class, we talked about being a witness. The problem with the world, the problem with the church is we don't believe half the stuff fully. Uh We got a notion of this Bible thing, but I'm talking about faith. It says the just shall live. In Habakkuk it said... The just shall live by who? Their faith. That means my faith, it can do nothing for you. Now, in certain situations, I can have faith enough to heal somebody else that don't because of their babiness in Christ. Just like a newborn. But as you grow in God, it becomes more and more dependent on your faith. Amen? So, the just shall live. This is something that God has put in place for us to live with. Every single day. Amen. I've developed the atmosphere now in my home, around my family, my kids, my, my, you know, my wife, my daughters, at work, wherever it is. I now watch the things as I do not allow <laughs> things to come out my word, my mouth, that is contrary to God's word. Remember that the last time? We looked at the children of Israel when God says he sent out uh, uh, the 12 spies. Two of them came back with a negative report, well, great report, and the other 10 God himself says what? They gave an evil report. Why? The stuff. Now watch this. The Holy Spirit said, I want you to watch what they said. They said they're giants in the land. Was that a fact? Yeah. Yeah. He says, compared to them, we look like grasshoppers. Was that true? Yeah, you're talking about giants. You look little. All the stuff they said, we can't. What made their report evil was that if you read the preceding verses, God had given them clear and concise instruction of one, who they were, and what they were supposed to do. Amen. Amen. The Bible is loaded with the promises of God saying who we are, who we're supposed to do. But every single day, we wake up, we go to work, and we spew out evil reports. Why? Because it is contrary to God's word. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And you don't even realize you're doing it. I don't allow no negative't Listen, folks. From the time I received this revelation about, about two to three months ago, I want to tell you how God has worked. Every time I've got a headache, I, re- I don't accept it. Any pain in my body, I've, I've spoken to it. Now, I told the folks uh, my sister is here to be a witness. About four years ago, I was training a driver. I had the window roll down, and a wasp. We were driving about 55, 60 miles per hour. Just flew right in and pow, hit me right in the corner of the eye. I thought I lost my eye. In fact, the stinger was still left in there, right there. Of course, two or three days later, my face looked like Mufasa. I was all swollen up. (laughs) But after the swelling went down, months and months, years after, I developed something on my eye. It looked almost like a little polyp right there on my eyes. So I told you, I've been exercising my faith, speaking to stuff in my life. Why? Because, like I said, I can't tell you this. I've experienced it myself. So this thing became noticeable. I mean, unless you, if you get close to me, you would see it was there. Three Sundays ago, right, we were right there in the lobby, and my little sister walked up to me, Joanne, right there. She said, what is, the, what is that in your eye? And I told her, I said, ever since the beast tongue me right there, it's developed, you know. So it was just there, this little... I went back home, and as I was preparing for all of this, the Spirit of God says, now you mean business with me, right? And I said, yes, God, with all my heart. And he said, that thing in here in your eye that's been there now for more than a year, he said, I want you to exercise that faith. I put my hands, and I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, Bump, I command you to leave my body. My body is the temple of God. You don't belong here. I command you to leave. I went back the next morning, it was still there, and I looked at it I said, I've already spoken to you. I've already told you what was going to be down, so you got to be gone. Two or three days, I forgot about it. I walked up and looked in the mirror. That bump that was in my eye for over a year, it is completely gone. Gone. I showed my sister, she was like, oh my God. And the Spirit of God began to say, that is the life I've He said, this is not the life I've suggested to you. This is the life I've created you for. Not just you, every single person who have called by my name. If you have accepted Christ, listen, stop accepting stuff. You don't need to call me at one in the morning for prayer. You don't need to blow up Pastor Tim's phone. You don't need to call Benny Hinn. Begin to exercise that. Begin to practice it. Say, God, that is who you've created me to be. And begin to exercise the faith of God in your life. Amen. Amen. This is no hocus pocus here. No, I'm talking about God's word. Amen. Let me bring this in because I know our time is rapidly gone. All right. Ephesians 6.16. It says, we went through the whole, if you read the preceding verse, it talks about faith in God. But here's a verse that many people overlook. It says the whole armor of God, you know, take on this, put on this, grab the shield. It says above all, Paul, he says above all. All of the armor, he says above all of it. The most important, he says, take the shield of what? Why? He says, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Every single day you walk out of here, you've got a target on your back. As a Christian, the enemy has put a target on your back. Paul says, when you understand what faith is, every single thing the enemy shoots at you, boop, hits the target, and it falls. Wherewith you shall be able to quench what? All the fiery darts of the enemy. Now, the last two verses we're going to read together. First one is Ephesians 1, 3, and I'm going to go through this, put that up there for me. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, right? How many blessings? How many blessings? All. Oh, we get that, right? We understand this. Now, let's go to the next set of verses. Ephesians uh, chapter 3 now. start of verse 8. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is the grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. All right? Hallelujah. Next verse. And to make all men see... What is the fellowship of the what? Mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in who? In God, who created all things by who? Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's read on. To the intent that now unto the principalities and the powers in where? Heavenly places. We looked at that before. Might be known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. Let's continue. According to the eternal purpose which he... Purposed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hallelujah. In whom we have what? Boldness. And what? Ac- how? With confidence. By who? <laughs> what do we have? Boldness and confidence. Before that, boldness and confidence have what? Access. Access. How? By faith. Now, you wonder why these are. Here's the last revelation. A week and a half ago, I was praying. I just prayed and asking God. God, tell me about faith, faith, faith. I need to understand this. Here's what the Holy Spirit showed me. He says, I need you to understand what faith is. The Spirit of God came to me and he says, the reason we stumble is because we think that we've now got to muster up, you know, the energy, the strength to make things happen. He says, many of Christians are afraid to step out in faith because they see themselves, right? It's like, I want you to jump off of here. Like, no, I, I don't know if I'm, i I've only been saved two months, ten years, five years. I don't, I don't really know the word like Brother Dexter does. I don't know it like Pastor, no, I can't do that. So we talk ourselves out of it. The Spirit of God says, I want you to share this with my people. Faith in me, your faith in God does not change who God is one way or another. That's right. Amen. If I were to bring that chair up here and say I want to sit in that chair, whether I have great faith or no faith, guess what? That chair isn't changing one bit. That's right. That's right. God says, tell the people they could have faith in me because whether your faith is great, I am still here as God. Amen. He says, here's what faith, the substance we looked at earlier, Substantiate faith is this. We just read where God has given us all this stuff and has given us access to it. Every single thing we'll need in life. This table represents every single thing as a believer you will ever need. This table represents every single thing in this life you could ever need and some of what you desire. Is this word of God? Delight yourself also in me and I will grant you what? The desires of your heart. God says when Christ came when he did it and he says it is finished, he put every single thing you will ever need right there. Amen. Amen. It is in the spiritual being. Faith is this. Faith allows you to enter into the supernatural and bring things into the natural of what you need. He says, that is the substance. Even though you don't see it, why? Not because it's not there. It is there. He says, I have made all this step, and I've already given you access. But what is the access? Your faith. Faith allows you to say, you know what, world, and we read earlier, the way the world thinks, faith says, I am no longer thinking like the world. I need, look, something's coming up. (laughs) My family just increased. I need a bigger house. Faith says, stop looking at the natural. The natural says, okay, I only make such and such such kind of money, but I need a house of such and such and such. Uh, The natural says, oh, God, I I need a car. The natural says, you can only afford such and such and such. The spiritual and the supernatural say, God has made a way for that over there. The spiritual says, it's time for you now to leave the natural way of thinking and to begin to step into the supernatural and begin to say, God, you've made an apple. I needed an apple. Hallelujah, I got my apple. The the spiritual says, I need a refreshing drink of water. My soul is thirsty. Mm. Faith says, I can now cross into the spiritual and grab whatsoever I need because God has granted me access already. So now you don't have to worry about having to create this. Why? It is already there. Yeah. Yeah. Your healing, Christ says, by my stripes, you what? What about healed? Were healed. When he died, he made all this kind of stuff available. So my faith in God does not change God one bit or the other. He's still God. All faith does is allow me to step into the supernatural and see what God sees and operate the way God operates. Amen. Amen. And God. snatch it back and says, now, here is the evidence of what I believed. I believed it. Here's the substance in the spiritual and I went forward and grabbed it. Glory to God. So I want to encourage you this morning. Amen. Stop living beneath your privilege. Stop accepting the lies of the enemy. Whatever it is, whatever it is, filling the blank this morning, whatever you are trusting God for, begin now. Ask God, God, give me spiritual eyes to see this in a spiritual manner. Praise God. Stop letting the enemy stop you, whatever it is. I know pastor said it many times before, God has placed many gifts and callings in your life. But to access this, you've got to get out of the natural way of seeing things and say, God, I am in the supernatural. Everything you've got for me, I have now got access And walk boldly to the throne. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, give him some praise in this place. Stand with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, come on, lift your hands with me all over this place. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you for faith in who you are. God, you see every heart here this morning. You see every single person. Glory to God. You know our level of faith, and your word shows us there are levels of faith. But I want to declare over this house, God, your people this morning, that you would now take us from glory to glory to glory to glory. In the name of Jesus, let faith begin to sweep over this place. Amen. From one side to another, let your glory, let your anointing flow, God. Let your people now, let their eyes and their hearts be opened. To receive everything that you've granted them access to. In the, name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I declare it, God. Let a holy boldness yes, come over your people. In the name of Jesus. The Lord. To receive all that you have. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Yes, Lord. We give you the praise. Hallelujah. 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 As we're closing out this morning, I don't normally do this. I know our time is gone. I'm just going to make one altar call. I'm going to call Pastor Tim and all the elders. If you're here, either one, you've been struggling with something physically, whether it's sickness. It doesn't, it, listen, it doesn't matter. It, you already have access to it. It, 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 it. it doesn't matter. If there's something, whether it's a physical aid. Now, don't come up here if you're not believed for God to do it in your life because I promise you as your faith believes and begins to grow you're going to see the impossible in your life. Guaranteed. It's got to happen. Amen? For the physical and also for those of you who just say in your heart God I want this more faith. I want the mountain moving. Jesus says this if any man should shelter this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart he shall have whatsoever he said so those two criterias it may be everybody but if you mean that come up here quickly let's do this and get on out of here come on I believe God is here and he wants to do it come on hallelujah don't hesitate